Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. My name is Michael Diamond. I am your keeper for the evening, and I would like to welcome you to episode three of Horror on the Orient Express. And so I'd like to take you around the table and do table introductions, if I could, to my right. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing James Robert Fraser. And to his right. Hi, I'm Rena Henze, and I'm playing Lady Elizabeth Fitzroy. And at the end of the table. Hi, I'm Giles, and I'm playing Simon Griffith. To his right. Hi, I'm Miranda, and I'm playing Maggie Bellinger. And last but most certainly not least. I'm Martin, and I'm playing Professor Richard Courtney. Wonderful. Well, when we last left our investigators, a couple of them have gotten some pretty sudden news uh, by way of the daily paper. They'd read a rather tragic story of Professor Smith's home catching fire and burning. And it seems, now that the morning has turned to mid-morning, several of them are getting this news fresh. And so, outside your house in Vauxhall, Martin, there's a knock at your door. Hello? Professor, you hear a voice call from beyond the door. Yes, yes, who is it? Uh, it's it's Peter Jennings. I'm just down the road. You know this, Mr. Jennings. He's a gentleman that lives four or five uh, down from you uh, towards the station. He's a rather reasonable gentleman, probably a bit picky about his yard. But other than that, uh, you know him as a fairly decent neighbor. There's word here of your professor friend. Um, what about him? It seems his heart's caught fire. Uh, sorry, I beg your pardon? The paper here. You may want to get a read on this. Uh, right. Um, yes, I'll, uh, g- g- give me a minute. Yeah, you collect yourself and uh, make yourself reasonably presentable. And when you open the door to your house, you see uh, Jennings there with the, the paper outstretched to him. And you see, folded back on a couple of inner pages, uh, you see an, a story that reads, Professor's Home burns and then under it says fears for his safety the continuing information is rather shocking my word um I'm, do, do you mind if i take this uh, <laughs> quite all right quite all right thank, uh, thank you thank you i hope i hope he's all right yes i i, I should head over there immediately i'll uh, uh, thank you thank you for this thank you for pointing this out to me richard's just gonna head sort of straight back into the house there and, and close the door summarily politeness isn't uh, isn't forefront in his mind at the minute um, he's going to scan the paper, just see what he can get from the uh, the article, to, to you know, just just see what's going on, really. Yeah, I mean, as is, as it reads, it seems his house burned under mysterious circumstances. It looks like it's being investigated by uh, Detective Sergeant Rigby at Scotland Yard in the arson division, and they're asking for anyone who might know the whereabouts of Professor Smith 
to make themselves available to Scotland Yard. So Richard is just going to do um, the bare minimum he needs to, so he's going to uh, uh, chuck a jacket on, get some shoes ready, uh, just check that he's uh, turned off the hob. He's quite, uh, quite picky about his routine leaving the house, and uh, while he's quite flustered, he's, uh, he's going to do his normal checks, <laughs> check the door, check the, check the hobs off, and yeah, head on over to, uh, to St John's Wood and, and see what on earth this is all about. We'll um, now check in with Simon. It's roughly midday or so for you, and it seems anyway that the news has gotten rather dark about Professor Smith. While you didn't notice it initially through your read through the paper, a uh, second glance, just trying to catch up on all the things that are going on, reveals uh, a pretty horrifying story. And it begins to worry you, given all the things that are on your plate. I better check in. We've got that Kensington meeting soon, but I'll go check with Professor Courtney and uh, see how or what he is doing about this. Okay. So I guess that beggars the question. Do you know where Professor Courtney is or lives? Absolutely not. (laughs) Uh, But that doesn't mean he's unfindable. I'll ring the university and ask. They let you know that the professor is not in class, uh, as there are no uh, classes for him today. But they can surely take a message for for him and uh, hope that he would reply promptly. Uh, would you be able to give me his place of residence? Um, I understand that his mentor, uh, Dr. Smith, has had a house fire, and I wanted to follow up with Dr. Smith and with Professor Courtney. It was in the papers. Why don't you make me a luck roll? That would be a negatory, Ghost Rider. <laughs> the lady on the phone says, I, I'm not truly aware of his exact residence. I apologize. Uh, I, I know that he doesn't live too far. They've seen him walking uh, near the area before. Is there a, perhaps a, a number I could bring you back on? Yes, ma'am. This is the number I'm currently at. I give him the number for the boarding house. Sure. Uh, as soon as I find out, I'll, I'll ring you back. Obviously, I hadn't read the paper. I hadn't heard about Professor Smith's uh, house burn. That's terrible. It, it is, and I'm just trying to to check in on both of them and see who how everyone is doing. Of course, of course. I will do my best to get back to you very quickly, sir. Thank you. Thank you. So we'll move the camera to Kensington, where uh, Lady Fitzroy is enjoying a midday, uh, perhaps a bit less now after hearing of uh, the incident of uh, Professor Smith's house burning. Yes, I think today I'm not going to be leaving the house. I'm not feeling super well today, so I'm going to sit in my sitting room, do some reading, occasionally just look up. Like, like I'm listening for the phone to ring or looking out the window, staring off pensively, just having a quiet, thoughtful morning. How very period drama of us. Of course. So you find her in this state, Mr. Fraser, with fresh with the news from Scotland Yard that uh, Detective Sergeant Rigby is rather uh, swamped with this arson case, but that uh, he has put uh, Milady's concerns at the top of his list and will be back to her as soon as he can be. Your ladyship, I believe the, this uh, Detective Sergeant Rigby will 
will hopefully be here later on today. I would, uh, I would imagine that he would uh, make it a priority to come and see you. I would rather think he would. However, I dare say there's a, a fair bit of uh, investigative work to be done to discover the cause of this uh, this fire. Um, it may be, uh, I don't know, it's Mr. Mr. Beddoes, the manservant. Well, obviously, he's not to be found, so I don't know. Perhaps they're investigating that. Yes, it's all so dreadful. I can't quite believe that this Beddoes would have been involved, but you never know. Well, you never know. People can be driven to uh, a lot of things that one might not expect of them, given the correct circumstances. My my fear is for Professor Smith himself. I I very much hope he wasn't in the house when the the fire occurred. Yes, well, it does look a bit suspicious, doesn't it? That they can't find him. And surely, if he wasn't at home, he would have turned up by now. Have thought so. Yes, yes. It is. Uh, it is most worrying. There's a knock at the door. Uh, excuse me, uh, your ladyship. I'll go over and uh, and answer the door. As... Um, you see a rather um, pensive uh, and uh, busy Hughes. Uh, beg your pardon, uh, Mr. Fraser. There is a yes, Mr. Hughes. How can I help? Is it Detective Sergeant Rigby at the ah, door? Very good. Very good. Uh, I- I'll attend to this. Uh, that's quite all right. Thank you very much for letting me know. He dips out of the way and uh, busies about the rest of his work. If you'll excuse me, Ladyship, I believe that is the detective sergeant uh, at the door now. I'll. Uh, would you like me to see him? Uh, see him into the parlour. Yes, please, if you would, Fraser. Very well. So I'll uh, I'll go down and uh, answer the the door to Inspector Rigby. He is a rather slight man. Uh, he has a bit bit of frazzled hair uh, under. Uh, a well-appointed dress and cap. Uh, it does seem like he's had, um, from the smell that comes with him, he has been somewhere recently that there has been a pretty fresh fire. Ah, Detective Sergeant Rigby? Uh, yes, uh, here to see uh, Lady Fitzroy. Uh, Lady Elizabeth will see you uh, in the parlour if you'd care to follow me. Wonderful. May I take your hat and coat, sir? Please, he uh, shrugs off both uh, relatively quickly. Um, Thank you. You can you can tell that much of the um, smell of fresh wood is uh, caught up in that coat and hat. Yes, I mean I'm, I'm I'm immediately leaping to the conclusion that he he's been on the site of the fire and that's uh, that's what's caused this. So. If you'd be so good as to follow me, sir. Of course. And I'll lead him through into the parlor steps in and uh, he's got a relatively pale complexion Uh, he seems to struggle to smile but he does give you a a proper bow and when I got your message came immediately thank you I do appreciate your your haste in this matter he stands there and says what uh, what may I do for you in this matter I wanted to first ask if there was any any news uh, about the professor he and my family have some acquaintance you, you understand and I'm naturally very concerned yes of course um, I understand your concern um, as of ten minutes ago we had not been able to locate the professor or his Beddoes, his manservant the house seems to be a complete loss well, at least there was no body or anything right 
He looks about the parlor a bit and um, says, while not for public knowledge, there, there, is, there is no body, no. Oh, that's encouraging, at least. Do you know the professor's itinerary, let's say, for the past few days before this happened? Hmm, we do have on record here that he took part in the Challenger lecture at the uh, Imperial Institute. Yes, I was there, and hmm. I thought I could perhaps give you some information that may assist you, maybe. Yes, please. Uh, he dives into a pocket and pulls out a, a notebook and pencil. There was this, this man, uh, was a, a foreign foreign chap, Fraser could give you a description. I didn't see him very well, but he appeared to be very interested in the professor. He was following him around, uh, watching him very intently. We saw him on, on two different occasions doing this, and if you have no ideas of, of such a man, then this may help, I think. I thought perhaps I should give this information to you immediately. I don't know his name, uh, but mm. like I said, you could ask my assistant here for a description. But he was definitely very strange and very foreign. Hmm. He, he turns to you, Mr. Fraser, uh, if you please. Uh, yes, indeed, sir. Um, the man was uh, dark-skinned. He looked to be in his thirties um, or forties, perhaps. He had the look of a Turkish gentleman, uh, if I'm correct in my, my identifying the uh, facial features. Um, he obviously was wearing black tie at the time that I saw him. He had black hair. I'll, I'll go through and I'll give a very, very detailed description. Each time, whether it's from you or from when Rena mentions the word Turkish, it seems to pique his interest a bit. Is this, is this gentleman known to you, uh, Detective Sergeant? No, no, but there have been uh, some reports recently within the past six to eight months that there were, well, I, I don't mean to make a mess of it, of course, or to suggest anything, but there have been reports that some of the passports that have come in have not been um, clearly marked, it may have been forgeries. And while it's not our division, as we deal specifically with arson, uh, I have been asking for them to redouble their efforts. Yes, I read something in the news this morning, Detective Sergeant, about this this Turkish man who apparently died three times uh, last night as well. I thought perhaps there might be some connection. An astonishing story. I I don't know where they get it. I, I not my case, of course, but but uh, it, it seems incredible. It is indeed uh, quite uh, unfortunate. Uh, many uh, many people see a lady or a gentleman from another country and uh, they have uh, some difficulty distinguishing um, them. So it's entirely possible, I'm sure, that these were simply three gentlemen who looked similar, who all carried identification that marked them out as a particular person. And if, as you say, there are a number of forgeries in, in circulation, it's... It's entirely possible there may be uh, more people walking around with exactly the same um, identification on their person. Mm. Quite right, indeed. Um, I will be speaking very shortly with a Professor Courtenay. It seems that uh, from some of the people that we've already spoken to at the Imperial Institute, that um, the professor there was... uh, Professor Smith had made a specific 
to, to invite Professor Courtney. He mentioned it to some colleagues. So we'll be speaking with him next. Oh, uh, your ladyship, I believe, is this not the gentleman that uh, we were speaking to ourselves? Yes, the professor was at the dinner with us the other night. He raises an eyebrow. Really? Yes, seemed like quite a nice young man, although, well, young. Uh, he seemed a little starstruck, maybe might be the right word, I'm not sure. But he was seemed a nice enough person. The professor seemed to get along very well with uh, Professor Smith as well. They seemed to be very good friends. Protégé, mm. I believe he might have been a protégé of Professor Smith. Yes, that was mm. my thinking as well, your ladyship, indeed. The young American lady seemed to take something of a shine to him as well, if, if, I, uh, if I caught it correctly. Yes, the uh, American one, the brash one. We sent her an invitation, didn't we, Fraser? Yes, indeed we did. Uh, I believe her name was uh, Belanger, is that correct? Ah, yes. I'm sure we have addresses and everything, should you need them, Detective Sergeant. I would love them. Thank you. Fraser, if you don't mind, please. Of course, yes, yes. Detective Sergeant Rigby waits a bit for uh, Miss Fraser to retrieve the addresses, and then he begs your pardon because he has to leave. He's uh, hot on this case, so to speak. Well, thank you very much for coming by. I do appreciate your prompt response. And I do trust that you will keep me updated about my family's friend. Oh, of course. I would. I do so greatly appreciate it, and I know you will do your best. He bows and then takes his leave. I'll see him, see him to the door, uh, get his uh, hat and his coat for him as well, um, bid him good day. I'll also look out the, uh, the information regarding the people that we were, we were speaking to at uh, the function. In, indeed, uh, Detective Sergeant, if there's uh, any other way we can be of assistance, please do let us know. If I or the Yard thinks of anything else that might be of use, we'll be sure to reach back out. Yes, indeed. And, and, and likewise, if, if you do discover uh, the, the whereabouts of, of uh, Professor Smith or, or, or in, indeed uh, the manservant, uh, Beddoes, uh, we found him to be a very, uh, a very agreeable gentleman, and uh, you know we wouldn't like to think he'd come to any harm. He's just—it's got a sterling record as far as the yard is considered. We don't have anything on file for him. In fact, it must have been a few years ago where he actually uh, gave us some assistance on a, a case we were working on. Professor Smith. Hmm. Yes. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Uh, was, was he a witness to a crime or something of that sort? Not at liberty to discuss it. Uh, of course. But I can, for his part, say that uh, the professor was a credit to the yard in his uh, hmm. testimony. Oh, very good, very good. I'm, uh, I'm sure that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, and if I, if I may be, both so, be so bold as to ask, um, this, this um, Beddoes, the manservant, it, hmm. would he be a, a person of interest, I believe, is the term you use in, in, oh. the, uh, in the, the arsenal? If, you, if indeed you do believe it is arson. Or again, perhaps you are not at liberty to say, and if, if so, I quite understand. No, no, it's a, it's a fair question. I, he looks around. There's, I would say that from everything we've read from and spoke to with the area around the house, his neighbors, his, Beto seems to have been loyal. I don't believe we're looking at him for this. I understand from the newspaper article that uh, he was seen running from, from the house um, shortly before the uh, outbreak of the fire. Perhaps, indeed, he, he may have seen the, the perpetrators. Perhaps. 
which is why we'd like to speak with him. If, if indeed there were any, as, as I say, I, I'm assuming that... Um, am, am, am I right in thinking that, that you have determined whether or not it was arson? In my initial investigation this morning, I spent several hours picking through what was left after they'd gotten some of the hotter spots down. And By my eye, they used... They, they used bottles of uh, alcohol to start the fire. Oh, I see. As a, an accelerant of sorts. Oh, yes, indeed. Yes. Indeed. Yes, well, it certainly seems as, as if uh, there were nefarious doings that night. We will get to the bottom of it. He straightens himself up. I'm sure you will, Detective Sergeant, and uh, I'll, I'll bid you a very good day, and thank you very much for, for coming so promptly. It's much appreciated. Good day to you and, and your lady. Good day. Good day steps away so Maggie after your Aunt Edith calms a bit what is your plan for the rest of the day most of the house has been a little uh, well it's been a little up upstart it's been tumbled a bit now with her attitude yeah but after she calms and you know two to three glasses of wine later when she's finally resting comfortably on the chaise what is your plan well, I did want to, um, as you said, she's been kind of uh, pleading with me to find out what happened, and that's something that Maggie's more than is interested in doing. And I was wondering if, because Lady Elizabeth had invited us to her house, if I have received that invitation yet, because I might find on it a means of contacting her. The uh, Royal Post has been prompt, and you do have a letter. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I've been thinking this whole time about how I would contact any of these people. So then I would probably look on, on that to see there must be a way for me to RSVP or to respond. And then I would utilize that means of uh, getting a hold of her. Yeah, it should be relatively straightforward after uh, you've gotten what you need. Uh, there are servants and, and housekeepers here. You could easily send a messenger around to their house. Now, you, you don't know probably as much as you'd like to about the way the British aristocracy moves and goes and goes around about its duties, but the proper thing to do probably would be to send a messenger between the houses. Yeah, I don't know if Maggie would do that. Right. <laughs> I feel like Maggie would just want to handle this on her own. Her yeah. aunt has tasked her with this. She's very concerned about her aunt, so she doesn't want to go through she, it wouldn't even cross her mind these extra steps that might take extra time. And so she very well might just show up. It clearly doesn't fit into your brash American view. Clearly. <laughs> take it and freewheel it as you like. What do, what If you think that she would just collect herself and uh, get on over to the Kensington address that she has, perhaps a day earlier than she's supposed to be there. Well, she would phone. If there was an, a way of contacting via phone, she might do that first. But, but otherwise, she would just show up. Yeah, the telecommunication system, the, the phone system, as it were, in 1925, as far as um, it's a little different here in the UK than it would be at the time in the US, it's much more well-defined here. So would not be difficult at all for you to get an operator and uh, and make a connection in that regard. Uh, yes, then that is uh, exactly what I would do. Okay. So we'll play this through. We'll, we'll play it as it lies. <laughs> Mr. Fraser, you're, you're yeah. coming back in having seen the detective sergeant off and you see a rather concerned Mr. Hughes a bit um, puffed up and uh, he is making his way towards you and he says uh, 
there is um there is an a, an American woman on the phone. Um, she's introduced herself as a a Miss Bellinger. Ah. She's asking for the lady. It seems to be um, rather important. Y- yes, yes, c- quite. I'll 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 take the call. Uh, if you just pass me the telephone device. He gives it to you promptly. Hello, um, Miss uh, Belanger? Yes, um, Mr. Fraser was Fraser, it? Fraser, yes, Fraser. Uh, yes, yes, I was uh, hoping to speak with Lady Elizabeth. Ah, um, Lady Elizabeth, um, if you just give me uh, one moment, I'll, I'll, I'll see if she's available. Is she expecting your call? Uh, no, I don't believe so, but I just, I got some uh, horrible news today, and I just wanted to see if she maybe also knew about some some stuff and just... Just if she had any information or could help me with something. Yeah, yes, of, of, of course, of course. Um, if you just bear with me for a for a few moments, I'll 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 check to see if her ladyship is available. I'll, I'll be right back with you. So I'll just set the phone down and uh, I'll go up to uh, see Lady Elizabeth. Excuse me, uh, Lady Elizabeth. Yes, what is it, Fraser? Uh, there's a telephone call for you, uh, Lady. There, uh, Miss Belanger from last night. She seems to have uh, received some sort of disturbing news. Wondering if it could be perhaps uh, something akin to what we have been uh, seeing ourselves. Yes, I would be very surprised if it wasn't. She's asking if, if she may speak to you on the on the telephone. Oh dear, that dreadful thing. All right, I'll be down in a moment. Very well. I'll I'll, I'll tell her you're on your way p- presently. I don't know if she's talking about the telephone or Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never know. Yes. Yes. Never yes. Know. So uh, yes, I'll, I'll head back down down to the phone and say, Miss um, Belanger, uh, yes, L- Lady Elizabeth will be down presently. If you just care to hold the line for a few minutes, of course, I already was, and I will continue to do so. <laughs> I'll make my way downstairs. Then I have a little bit of trouble with stairs, uh, particularly in the morning, so it takes me a couple minutes, but I make it. Hi, Lady Lady Elizabeth, yes, Miss Miss Bellinger, was it? Uh, yes, um, Maggie. I'm sorry to interrupt your day, but me and my aunt have gotten this bad news. I'm not sure if you saw in in the paper that the professor's house is burned down. Yes, the police were just around to talk about it. Dreadful news. You haven't seen him then? My, Me and my aunt were quite beside ourselves um, with worry, and I was hoping that since... Uh, you, you know, seem to be already acquainted with him, that possibly you knew where he was? I'm afraid I have no idea. I've been rather worried myself. I don't know where he would go or where he would be. I don't think they've found him yet. At least the detective sergeant didn't say that they'd found anyone. So I have hopes he wasn't in the house, but I have no idea where he could be. I'm afraid I can't ease your mind there any. Well, if he's not, um, he wasn't in the house and he hasn't uh, turned up, I'm uh, concerned that maybe other nefarious things have happened to him. Have you spoken with anyone else? Not so far, no. Why? Well, I just, uh, well, he seemed to be an acquaintance with Professor Courtney and and also that Simon fellow. uh, So I was thinking maybe they knew where he was. 
Well, I haven't spoken to either of them. They're not exactly in my circle of acquaintances, you understand. Yes, but you do have their contact information because you sent out these invitations to all of us for tea tomorrow? Yes. I'm, I'm not quite sure it's appropriate for me to give you their information without their permission. Well, that's fine. I could just uh, pop on by and um, Mr. Fraser could certainly maybe get a hold of them for you or we could just give them a call together. <sighs> well... I suppose I could give the professor a call. And if you happen to be in the room, it wouldn't be a problem. Yes, quite. I suppose. What time were you thinking, uh, Maggie? um, I can uh, head over. Honestly, any time is fine. Uh, Probably the sooner, the better. Um, As I said, my aunt is quite beside herself, and I'm quite worried as well. The professor seemed like quite a nice gentleman. Yes, well, if he's a friend of Professor Smith, who is a family friend, you know, I suppose he can't be all bad. Very well. Come around, let's say, about two o'clock? Uh, yes, that will be fine. Very well. Was there anything else you needed? Uh, no, that uh, you've, you're doing more than enough. I should say so. Well, very well. I'll see you this afternoon. Yes, of course. So I'll hang up the phone and just tell Fraser what's what's going on. Tell uh, Mr. Hughes we'll be having tea for two this afternoon. Uh, very well, very well, your ladyship. Uh, at uh, four four p.m. as per usual. Yes, it will probably take about that long. Very good. I shall ensure that it's laid out for you. And is there anything else uh, I can uh, do for you? Uh, I was quite keen to to get out to the garden while the while the light holds. No, I'm I think I'm going to go have a bit of a lay down. So go outside, enjoy the sun. Thank you. What little of it we do see. Okay, so shift camera then back to Simon. You have done some digging in the interim, uh, trying to locate Professor Courtney, and what you have been able to uncover by help of um, Dr. Pierce is that uh, Professor Courtney lives in Vauxhall, and he gives you a pinpoint address. Uh, so you have been able to corral a, uh, a location. About how far away is this? Oh, from you? Maybe a 15-minute journey. I'll head on over. Okay. And so we'll pick up the the, the scene then uh, as uh, Simon is making his way up the street towards uh, Professor Courtney's address. Richard is has, just, has just shrugged on his coat, and uh, he's heading out the door. Professor Courtney! Uh, um, so Richard's going to look round. He's not really expecting to uh, to hear from anybody at the minute. And I guess he sees uh, Simon. Oh, you're, you're the fellow from the other the other evening, aren't you? From the uh, from the lecture. That's Simon, wasn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, I, I wave my rolled up newspaper in his direction. I, I just read in the paper, sir, that uh, your friend Dr. Smith, his, there was an accident at his house. Yes, I, I must admit, um, one of my neighbours only um, only just a minute ago gave me a, a, a paper, waves it in the air, um, t- t- showing me the same thing. I, I was about to head over there now. Would, would, would you join me? I'd be happy to. Well, well thank you, thank you. Um, I, I think we should probably take the tube, the, the fastest way there. Uh, what's the tube? The London Underground, it's, it's fantastic. 
All right. I'm not scared of being underground. It's just a train, right? It's just a train. It's 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 quite safe. Uh, Richard is gonna just um, he's he's should we say desperate to get to see uh, Professor Smith? So he's just gonna start walking in the in the general direction of the tube station. Yeah, it shouldn't be far for you. No, and he, he's gonna look around. So he's not uh, he's not ignoring Simon. He's he's gonna try and sort of um, you know uh, get, get him to tag along. I'm keeping pace. Yeah, the tube is um, enlightening for you, Simon. It's uh, pretty spectacular. The uh, You can imagine in your mind all of the excavation and tunneling work that had to be done to put on this sort of marvel. Now, you'd, you'd seen, you've seen a ton of different trains over your lifetime, uh, but this is something else. I heard about this in New York City. They have, um, they have miners there they call sand hogs at excavate out the areas there for the subways they have there yes I mean this is this has been here for, for some time now and uh, it's a fantastic way to get around the place the city you don't have earthquakes do you in London no no nothing like that hmm. it's, it's quite safe I, I, I assure you oh I, I believe you uh, do, do you not have something similar where you, you're from no difference is you've got several tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of people here, so you get around like this. Where I'm from, we pile in the jalopy and drive over the mountain. Oh, you're from the country, are you? I'm a miner. I'm from the mountains. That's oh, where see. they do keep the mines. Ah, so you're used to the underground? Yes. I see. I do think we should hurry along. Of course. Yeah, the, the tube ride is fairly quick. Just going down into the, the area there, you can see from the mapping that they have up, Simon, that the, the tube seems fairly extensive uh, in, in London. It's far more extensive than you believed it to be. The, the journey to, to St. John's is, is pretty quick. Are there any maps? Do they have like any maps that can be taken with you or pamphlets of these tube tunnels? Likely, yes. So why don't we say that you have a London tube map? And I'll take out a pencil and I'll mark where we are on the map in relation. Because uh, this is totally up Simon's alley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the arrival at St. John's and then the couple of block walk it is until you reach where the professor's home. Now, this is a place that Richard would know very well how to get here. Uh, you've, you've been here recently, but it is an utter disaster upon arrival. This wonderful two-story home that you'd seen him expanding the library in, that you'd spent some time, you'd had a few dinners here over your time knowing him, it's just gutted from the fire. Uh, it seems to be smoldering and smoking still, but, but the worst of it is out now. And you can't imagine anyone living through that. There are a few members of... Uh, the police staff uh, still working the scene. Members of the, the London Fire Brigade are there as well. And there are a fair amount of people. They're not necessarily staring at it per se, but there are some gawkers. So Richard's going to look for somebody official. I don't think he's going to care too much who that might be and uh, approach them just to, just to find out uh, what's going on. Yeah, you find somebody official. That's not too difficult. You find a member of the fire brigade who seems to be barking uh, orders at a few other people. 
excuse me, excuse me. Um, can you can you tell me what's going on here, please? Just putting the uh, putting the rest of it out now. Um, the professor um, managed to escape. Do you know Professor Smith? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you this. He leans in. We ain't found nobody. I don't think he was here. You hear another man shout. Neighbors said that uh, they saw uh, somebody run from the building. What did he look like? Don't know. Oh, okay. Have you searched the place? Uh, Oh, yeah. We we searched it after it cooled down a bit. You didn't find anybody, you said? Mm, Not officially. Sorry, what is... Not officially? What, What does that mean? There's a Detective Sergeant Rigby at Scotland Yard. You can talk to all the official word on it. Um, you see them continuing to go through it with... Uh, it seems like they're using axes and uh, almost like pitchforks to clear away and make sure that any smoldering remains of the house are, are doused fairly thoroughly. Surely you can tell me if there was anybody there. I'm, I mean, we're... Not quite related, but uh, he's, he's a very good friend of the family, you know. You see the man that you'd approach first. He, he turns back around and says to you, We're not allowed to public comment until the investigation is concluded. But Yes, absolutely. I've known him for about sort of... Over 25, 30 years. It must be 30 years almost. All right. He shuffles into his coat and pulls out a card. And you see it, the logo and the emblem of Scotland Yard on it. This is a detective sergeant, Rigby. You'll want to talk to him. He'll probably want to speak with you. I mean, I won't tell anybody if you can just just tell me. Why don't you give me a persuade roll, Martin? Right. So that's a fifty-two, and Richard's got fifty. Um, so I think I'm going to spend two points of luck to make that a success. Richard has a fifty persuade. That's a uh, that's the. That's a sly... Nobody was expecting that, I'm sure. <laughs> so he steps up just a bit closer and uh, kind of puts his uh, pitchfork into the ground uh, carefully. All right. I'm sure you were good friends. Uh, yes. Yes. We didn't find, we didn't find anybody. Um, oh, and the that. neighbor across uh, the way there says that she'd seen, uh, I think, uh, his manservant, Beddoes, run from the place, so... Uh, I don't think anyone was inside. That's reassuring. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Mm. Now, you keep your mouth shut about that and uh, and uh, go about your business. I, I don't know who I'd tell, to be honest, but uh, no, thank you. Thank you. I'm listening in the whole time. Just being quiet. Yeah, the fire brigade gentleman doesn't seem to pay you any mind. He talks to Martin, and then after Martin seems to converse with him a bit, he goes back to work. So Richard will turn around to Simon and say, I think he's okay. Um, I do think we should find this uh, this detective sergeant here. Um, pulls out the card and gives it to Simon. Take a look at the card. and Is there an address on there or a phone number? There's an address and a name. I hand the card back. Sure, Professor. Do you want to go ahead and try and head on over there right now? Yes, I, I think we should. I'm, I'm very keen to find out what's going on here. It's... <laughs> It's not good. And with that, Richard's going to... Uh, I'm assuming you'll know where this detective sergeant is based, based on the address there. Uh, absolutely. He appears to be based at New Scotland Yard, basically in between Buckingham and Westminster Abbey. You'd, you'd know right, right about where it's at. 
And given the map that you have of the tube, it's pretty easy to get there. Professor, before we head out, would there be any place that Dr. Smith would go to if there was an issue, people he would call on? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, he's got some friends at uh, at the university, but, I mean, it, it could be any or one of them. I mean, I would like to think that he'd have um, probably called me if he, if, if he got himself into a pickle. But I, I've heard nothing from him. The first I heard of this was uh, was this afternoon when my neighbour came round with a, uh, the, 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 the newspaper. I mean, his relatives aren't, aren't here. They're uh, near where I'm from. Do you have an office over at the university? Absolutely. I, uh, yes, yes. Do you have ac- access to a phone from that office? Yes, there's a phone at the university we can use. Absolutely. My suggestion, then, is why don't we head to the university? That way we can do two beds with one stone. We can make a phone call to this address, this New Scotland Yard, to speak with this individual and the detective, and then we can also check to see if professor has been by the university or is in his office or has spoken with any of the people there I think that's a wonderful idea I'm I'm glad that one of us is thinking clearly I'm uh, I'm most uh, most in gratitude um thank thank you Simon thank you so we'll say that the two of you head to the university and in the interim time or about the same time Maggie would arrive at uh, Kensington Knock, knock, knock. Is Mr. Uh, Frazier, uh, is he uh, guarding the door or is he going to allow Hughes to? <laughs> no, well, I think I think um, Mr. Fraser's gone outside to tend to his garden um, for a little bit. So it will almost certainly be Mr. Hughes who'd, who would answer the door. Unless um, uh, we don't have a footman at the house. So, uh, Maggie, the door opens and you see a well-dressed, a bit older gentleman who is um, a bit of a stuffed shirt, dressed very smartly. He's very proud kind of exudes that sort of um, English butler uh, anima all over the front steps as you stand there and he uh, says uh, uh, may I help you uh, yes uh, Maggie Bellinger I'm here to see the lady Elizabeth oh uh, of course won't you come in he's kind of graciously steps aside, allows you in, closes the door, and then you stand there in the foyer for a moment and he asks you, uh, if you would wait uh, right here for a moment. Uh, sure. He steps away for a moment and then um, he walks towards the back of the house. Okay. Um, and alerts you, uh, Mr. Fraser, that uh, Miss Bellinger has arrived. And this whole time, Maggie's craning her head around to, like, see. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> what, fancy. What, whatever yeah. I can see in this house, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mr. Fraser will get up off, off his knees, brush off his, his trousers, brush his hands, um, go, in, go into the house, wash his, wash his hands, and uh, go to the front door. Ah, Miss Bellanger. Mr. Fraser, yes. Where's the lady? She um, was expecting me. Yes, if you'd uh, care to follow follow me, may, may I uh, just take your coat? Are you wearing oh. a, a like an outside coat hat? Yep, of course. I will take that for you. If, if you'd care to uh, wait in the parlour, I'll go and let her ladyship know that you've arrived. Yes, I would be uh, happy to. This way, please. Yes. 
this place is definitely the pitch perfect of what your imagination thought of when you thought of British aristocracy, right. at least in this area. All of everything here is very well taken care of. Um, the floors are immaculate. All of the finery and the hardware is set just so. It's almost as if someone has a tactical need for this house to be just so. Mm. And Maggie has a tactical need to touch some of these things, oh. I feel like. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so I'll show you through it into the parlor then, and, and then I'll disappear off um, okay. and knock on her ladyship's door. And Maggie will be kind of wandering around the par- parlor, looking at things, picking things up, putting things back down. <laughs> Priceless bone Investigating <laughs> Uh, your ladyship, uh, Miss uh, Belanger, is here. Ah, excellent. I suppose you showed her into the parlor? I did, yes. yes. Uh, would you care tea to be served now or later on? I'd give it about half an hour, I would say, just so we have time to chat. Of course, of course. Thank you, Fraser. And I'll make my way into the parlor a little slower than I might normally, just preparing myself for the ball of energy. <laughs> and there she is. <laughs> so I guess the question is: Is what is Maggie doing before, um, before you, before she steps in the room? What is she looking at? What is she touching? Yeah, what is in here in here for me to look at? Well, that's a good question. I mean, it's not my <laughs> not my house. It's not yeah. my house. So there's a lot of bookcases in here. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of bookcases. Uh, it could almost be a second library. Um, So there's a lot of old books in particular. Some of them are kept locked away behind glass, but there's others just laying out. There's a desk with, it looks like a reading desk, not for writing or anything like that. Um, A couch with an end table. There's a couple more books stacked there. Um, There's notebooks very neatly organized on another table. Um, And it's, it's mostly books and paper and writing implements in this particular room. Okay. But it's extremely neat. Yeah. Um, so kind of what I envision is that um, Maggie will maybe like uh, be looking at the books and kind of like running her finger down them as she's looking at the different titles. And she will probably, when the lady enters, have a book that she is just like grabbed off the shelf and happens to be perusing. And I imagine that these bookshelves are stacked full enough that when you pull one book out, the rest come together, and it's very hard to determine where this book goes back. <laughs> I would say that's likely. Um, Mike, <laughs> I have one question before you, you uh, we proceed, and that would be um, for Rena. Rena, the book that I that you have acquired recently is it in this room? Yeah, I would not leave it out where people could get to it. No. Okay, it's, just it's in, it's in my office. Very good. Proceed. Okay. Yep. So I'm probably leaning up against something, just like flipping through the pages in this book. Ah. Maggie. Oh. I take it you have some uh, some interest in French occult tomes? Oh, oh, here and there. Um, you know, I like to do a little bit of uh, light reading, heavy reading sometimes too. Um, oh, you've startled me a little bit. Here, uh, here, let, we, we should talk. Let me put this away. I'm going to shove it somewhere. <laughs> It doesn't really go there when you shove it there, and so you no. have to 
try a couple of different places before it finally finds a spot. I move books on my park books. She's put it in right. She's put it in the wrong spot entirely. But Elizabeth is is just sort of internally grimacing, but too well bred to show it. She says, "Just just have a seat. I'll I'll, I'll put that back." Oh, oh. Uh, she she takes it out of the spot where Maggie put it and just moves it a couple books down. Says, there we go. You do keep uh, quite the tidy uh, home here, um, but. To business, uh, Mr. Smith, have you, you said you hadn't heard from him at all, and I'm assuming you haven't yet? No, I haven't. Not a word. Well, I'll, I will be honest with you. Uh, I've, I'm concerned he may have been kidnapped. Kidnapped? Well, he's not there, and he's not showing up, and he would definitely tell one of us, or someone, he would get in contact with someone. Well, how do you know he didn't get in contact with uh, the, the professor who you were so taken with, uh, Courtney? Well, he very well uh, could have. You would think, though, that the police sergeant in their investigation would have come up with something. Well, perhaps they haven't spoken to Professor Courtney yet. It's only been a few hours this morning. Well, I don't know what kind of police investigation goes on around here, but I would just expect, with this being in the newspaper, that they would be more timely and efficient. Yes, they're very thorough. And thoroughness, as I'm sure you're unaware, takes time. That does remind me, you uh, you have the contact information for Mr. Uh, Courtney, then? Uh, professor, yes. Professor, yes. Yes, I could give him a call, I suppose. We should probably wait at least an hour, I'd say. It's around tea time, and we don't want to disturb him. Well, if he is so uh, close with the professor, I'm sure that he would understand our concern. Yes, well, I suppose I could give him a quick call. Yes, I do think that's a good idea, yes. I will call him. Not you. It would be highly inappropriate. Oh, yes. Very inappropriate. Mm. Yes. So, uh, I'm gonna ring the bell for Fraser. Fraser is there in sharpish time? <laughs> yes, your ladyship. Yes, Mr. Fraser. Would you mind putting through a call to Professor Courtney? I believe you have his his contact information. I do, yes. Yes, indeed. So please put put through the call and I'll take that uh, if, if he answers. Very well, your ladyship. Uh, so I'll make my way through to the phone. Uh, hello, uh, operator, uh, Vauxhall 531, please, if you'd be so mm. kind. Yes. Right away, you hear the connecting tones. It continues for a moment, and then the operator comes back on and says, It doesn't appear there's anyone picking up. Ah, very well. Uh, Thank you for your help. Good day to you. Mm -hmm. Good day. So I'll make my way back to the parlour again. Uh, Your ladyship, I'm afraid uh, Professor Courtney doesn't seem to be at home. Then I suppose that's it. Thank you, Fraser. She just looks over at, at Maggie and says, Oh, either he's not home or he's got his head buried in one of those books. You know what professors are like, I assume. I have known of one or two in my time. Well, I'm at a loss then. How do you suppose that we solve this problem? What problem? But we don't know where the professor is. No, but that's surely a job for the police. Well, it, but it sounds like their system is quite slow here. Slow. 
You mean they're actually taking the time to follow leads and clues and all that sort of thing instead of just running around grabbing whoever they see fit to accuse of the crime? Well, possibly all they need to grab is Mr. Courtney and he would know exactly where the professor is at. At least that's what you have implied. I merely stated it was a possibility. Well, it just seems like we have come to an impasse here. There's a knock at the parlor door. Yes? Do you hear it, Mr. Hughes? Uh, sorry, there's a messenger here. Uh, yes? What does he want? Um, he's dropped off a, a note. Uh, bring it in, Mr. Hughes. You see Mr. Hughes bring it in, and then he, uh, it's a small white envelope. It seems sealed. Uh, there you are, my lady. I'll take it and uh, just open it, but slightly at an angle because I don't want uh, Maggie looking over my shoulder. Fancy, <laughs> fancy. Okay. And I will move to the university with uh, Simon and uh, Professor Courtney. So the two of you hunker down here and, and begin working the, the levers, so to speak. What uh, What's the first thing on your list of uh, objectives? Professor, how about you make the phone calls, since it's your office, and I'll go chat up the staff. Yes, if you ask at reception, um, I'm sure they may be able to help you with some of, uh, of Julius's contacts. I'm not entirely sure of all their, uh, their contact details, so yes, ask, uh, if, if, if you explain the situation, they, they, they may be able to help you with a list or something. Right then. Let's do this. Okay, so you're heading to reception. Uh, at reception, it's manned by uh, a lady who seems to be uh, sorting mail. Good afternoon, ma'am. Oh, good afternoon. I was wondering if Dr. Smith had checked in today. Hmm, no. No, there have been a few people who have asked about him. We had a call. He may be indisposed. Understood. I believe I may have been the person who placed the call. Hmm, okay, yes, I, I do I do appreciate that. I uh, recognize your voice. It's probably uncommon to hear around here. But we, I checked in over at the professor's residence. Well, the doctor's residence, pardon me. I'm getting used to all the titles around here. Hmm. And we were wondering if he had possibly come in here to check in since... He would have an office here as well. Hmm. Well, I can tell you the same thing I've uh, told uh, the Scotland Yard when they stopped by this morning, which is uh, that he hasn't been in. Do you have the name of the detective who stopped by this morning? Hmm. Yes. Uh, it seems it was uh, d- d- Detective Sergeant Rigby. Thank you, ma'am. Has anybody else in uh, the doctor's department been in today? You hear a bell as someone steps through the door. You see a young uh, man, probably in his late teens. He steps up to the uh, reception, seems in a bit of a rush, and says, "Um, Could you direct me to uh, Professor Courtney's office? And uh, the lady behind reception seems offended, uh, at least from from your read on her social stance. And she says, she turns to the man and says, "Uh, Just just one moment, I'm, I'm almost finished here. I'm terribly sorry. What was your question again? She says to you. Oh, my question was, is has anyone else from Dr. Smith's department checked in today? 
Mm, no, no, we've had no other. Um, it, it's, a, it's a relatively calm day on campus today. All right, ma'am, I really do appreciate your time. If you'd like, I can direct the gentleman here uh, as I'm heading up to speak to Professor Courtney as we uh, conclude here. Oh, wonderful. She nods and seems to go back to sorting her. The, the young man says, yeah, that'd, that'd be great. Follow me, son. He steps in line behind you and Richard, you receive uh, not only one guest, but now two as a uh, younger gentleman follows uh, Simon in uh, close by. I see you've uh, brought someone with you, Simon. Um, who is this? Uh, just a message, sir. Um, he steps forward and hands you a white card. Uh, Richard will take the card and flip it open. The card itself contains a message. And as you read it, you instantly recognize the handwriting, the sweeping letters. So Richard's going to look at the card and slip it into his jacket pocket. Uh, You see that on the back of the card there is an address. And it appears to be for a relatively run-down portion of uh, Cheapside. Probably not somewhere that you get very often. Richard's just going to slip this into his jacket pocket. He's going to kind of try and make out that it's nothing, you know, nothing nothing of interest, normal sort of run-of-the-mill stuff. Sure. Um, students, will, will they ever... Um, I'm very keen to... Uh, uh, to phone this uh, this Detective Sergeant Rigby. He may know where the professor is, possibly, or, or, or he may know something. Would you excuse me when I make the call? The, the messenger um, tips his hat and then, and then leaves. He's, he's off as soon as he's uh, arrived, basically. Uh, son, hold on. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, hand, I hand him a five pence. I'm not sure of the coinage here, so I'm looking at... <laughs> <laughs> An appropriate tip. You're going to hand him a tip. He uh, graciously waits in line until you give him a tip. There's no no worry about him running off now. So I tip him, and then and then I'm assuming he leaves. Yeah, unless you have any questions for him. Actually, give me a spot hidden roll, if you would, for Richard. Okay. So uh, that is 18, which is... Uh, Richard's got 60, so that's a hard success. Wonderful. So you notice on the back of this envelope before you open it, there was a a wax seal on it. That wax seal is something that you have seen Professor Smith use before. This is definitely from him. Okay. Yeah. So as I say, Rich's not going to, you know, make too much of this um, based on the on the message that's written on the card. Um. So he's going to uh, going to pick up the telephone receiver and take out the card. That the fire brigade worker gave him with the um, Detective Sergeant Rigby's number on it, and see so if you can get hold of Detective Sergeant Rigby. Okay. Yeah, you call New Scotland Yard, and uh, the message that you get from them is that he's not in; that he's still out working a few cases. It, it appears that he's busy, which I, I suppose is perfectly understandable given the situation. Um, was 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 the uh, the lady at reception able to help you with a list of uh, of contacts? Oh, I didn't bother asking for those. I was just seeing if anybody was in. Oh, I see. And also, uh, 
Yes, actually, the uh, detective, uh, Sergeant Rigby, dropped by this morning and uh, already spoke with her. He's certainly been busy. It's a little embarrassing. I mean, I I know of, uh, of Professor Smith's contacts at the university, but I, I don't know any of them socially. I don't really know how to get hold of them unless they're here. Um, I'm afraid I don't think many of them are, uh, or, or would be normally. Um, I mean, sometimes I'm, I'm here at the weekend catching up on things or, you know, a little research, that sort of thing. I, I mean, we could take a, a wander and see if we can find any of them, but uh, I don't hold out a lot of hope. Well, she said none of them are in. I did ask that. But on the other hand, we can head down to the desk and ask her. She might be more uh, amenable to giving you the information about Dr. Smith's academic contacts as opposed to me coming off the street. Yes, that's fair enough. Um, sh- well, should we, uh, should we head down there then? Okay. So Richard will uh, lock his office door and uh, head on down with Simon. Okay, we will flip to back to Kensington. So uh, you've received your message, uh, Lady Elizabeth. The question is now is, uh, what will you do with it, if anything? Do I recognize the handwriting at all? Uh, you don't, actually, immediately. So you would need a spot, hard spot hidden roll. Well, let's see what I can do. My spot hidden is pretty decent. By decent, I mean average. <laughs> Average investigator spot in. Come on, 25. <laughs> uh, no. <Okay. laughs> that was a fail. <laughs> uh, so you do not recognize it, but to get to the handwriting, you've opened the envelope. So uh, unless you're completely covering up everything you're doing and being super, super obvious of doing so, uh, others in the room would notice that there is a wax seal on the envelope, which would be a little strange for... Uh, everyday mail <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, but that's what the card says you can see that there's an address to a place in Cheapside and uh, you are a little little bit more familiar with some of the areas of London um, that you would probably want to not necessarily socialize in so much that is definitely one of them but yeah that's what you get from that you get the message hmm well Maggie does that happen to be the ransom note no it appears to be from the professor. Oh. Or at least it purports to be. Hmm. And what does it say? Uh, I show it to her without letting her take the card. <laughs> okay. I will read from a distance. We're all, being, we're all being very paranoid today. That's okay. I, 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 I prefer paranoia. It's reality on a finer scale. <laughs> so... I don't know her that well. And just because it came from the professor, Maggie is not convinced he hasn't been kidnapped. Sure. No, absolutely. It totally makes sense to me that Mm -hmm. uh, he might have actually been kidnapped. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So the note, so it says, come at once. I haven't long. For God's sake, let no one follow you. J.A. Smith. Well, we go at once and let no one follow us. I'm just shaking my head a little bit. It's not a very nice area of town, and we don't know for sure it's from him. I'm not sure it's wise. Possibly we could um, not let anyone know it's us. Go in disguise. We don't do disguise, dear. Hmm. 
I'm gonna, because uh, I assume Fraser's left the room, so I'm gonna ring for him to come back. Perhaps we could send Fraser? Yes, um, Mr. Fraser is currently arranging uh, tea and sandwiches for you. <laughs> uh, so when he when he comes in with the with the tray, I've had some interesting mail, Fraser. Yes, your ladyship. Set the tray down, and I'm going to hand him the card. Oh. What do you think? Well, cheap sign. Black seal. Yes, it's all rather strange, isn't it? Yes, it's most peculiar. Um, so, Mr. Fraser, um, you can make a spot hidden roll if you'd like, um, because you handled the um, the invitation to uh, the uh, Imperial Institute as well. Lady Elizabeth, are you scared to go muck about with the common people then? No, I just, you know, prefer not to have things thrown at me or to trip over things or any of the other sort of nonsense that goes down in that sort of area. I see. Perhaps we should go late at night when everyone's sleeping then. Yes, that's definitely the best way to stay alive. Okay, so I'll make my spot hit roll. Ah. No, that's 74 over 70. I just missed it. Mm. All right, then. Uh, you're welcome to push the roll if you'd like. Or spend luck. Well, I think I'll hold on to my luck just for now. But for, <laughs> for, the, for the sake of entertainment, um, sure. I'll, uh, so I'll, I'll um, take, the, um, take the, the note over to the window um, and stand, hold it up uh, so I can get a, a light. Because obviously it's a... It's kind of a wintry day. Maybe it's not particularly light in the room, and the uh, if I get a little bit closer to what what meager daylight there is outside, I'll, uh, I'll be able to see it a bit better. See. That's much better. That's a forty-nine over seventy. So oh, wonderful! So after getting that extra light, you realize that the graceful movement on. Uh, on the uh, card here uh, the way the pen has moved is very similar to the way the name was signed on the invitation to the uh, challenger lecture the handwriting is, is too similar to have been in your estimation to have been copied same hand Okay. okay. so it's definitely um, Dr. Smith's handwriting then is that right? Am I remembering that correctly? You are remembering it correctly. Yes, I thought, I thought for a moment we'd received a, 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 the note from somebody else there to the challenge election. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I was like, well, have nope. I picked up completely the wrong, uh, the wrong <laughs> end of the stick there? <laughs> nope, you've got it right. Yeah. Ah, so uh, yes, this is uh, this is quite clearly Dr. Smith's handwriting indeed. Yes. Well, there we have it. Yes. It was written by him, possibly under duress, who knows? Um, but we should definitely, it, it says that we should come. Well, I mean, it, it is J.A. Smith, and I but personally I don't believe I know any other J.A. Smiths. So. Maggie, are you in the habit of running around to anyone who sends you a note asking you to come? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me in the least. That's how you get into the best parties. Uh, and into other things, I assume. Fraser? Yes, your ladyship. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I was just looking at that. For God's sake, let no one follow you. This... this... This seems somewhat urgent, doesn't it? It does, rather. 
Pull the car around, Fraser. We'll go have a look. Indeed, your ladyship. Uh, at, at once. Yes, and you'll drive us, of course. Of course, your ladyship. Now, as he leaves, I ring for for Bennett, my my lady's maid, to bring me my coat and hat and all that sort of thing. She does. Happily uh, brings you all of the things that you need. Uh, and she, she seems a little concerned that you're going out in this chill, so she's packed a bit of a thicker uh, coat for you. She yes, says this will do excellently, best. thank you. Um, so, back to the university. Uh, Simon and uh, Richard, what are your uh, what are your next steps then? You have this burning note in your pocket now, Richard. Yeah, so Richard, I mean really wants to do what's right by the professor so he's uh, he's taken heed of the fact that he doesn't really want anyone else coming other than uh, what he thinks um, other than just Richard and Richard doesn't really know what to do so he's sort of stuck, he's thinking to himself, he's got this chat with him he's probably not going to be able to shake him off that easily so he's just going to turn round to Simon and say, terribly sorry to ask you this, um, Simon wasn't it um this, this note I've been handed, it's it's not from a student, it's it's from the professor, but he, he has asked that I go alone. I barely know you, but um could I could I impose upon you to attend with me? But I mean maybe stay at a safe distance when we're there. I would hate to upset the professor. I've no idea what state he's in. Fair enough. So you want me to hang back where no one can see me but to keep an eye on you. I appreciate it's a very strange thing to ask, but, I mean, given the circumstances, I it, it's certainly not polite, but um, needs must. Do you think the professor's okay? I mean, he's written this note, which is, is promising, but it, it's this is most unlike him to, to write notes and send them by, by messenger like this. I mean, he must be out of his mind. He must be terrified out of his mind. You think he was forced to write that note? I shouldn't think so. It, it bears his seal. Um, I, I, he would not have not have done that, I'm sure, if uh, if it was under duress. But uh, it does seem to have more than a, a passing sense of urgency about it. Well, this is just me. But can't anyone else put a seal on it? Can is it a seal or like a what is this seal? It's a, it's a it's a it's a piece of wax. Um, you you put the wax on the on the back of the envelope, and and you have this um, this this ring or, or or stamp with a unique mark in it. it it's like a signature, but um, rather than write it with a pen, you press the um, the seal, the, um, the the metal thing into the wax, and it and it produces a pattern, a, a symbol on it, which is unique. I mean, I guess you could copy it, but it would be most unusual for that to happen. Or you could break into a professor's house, the doctor's house, burn it down. No one would know it was missing and have it. That's true, but it is his handwriting as well, not not which, just the seal. Which he could have been forced to if he was kidnapped and his seal was taken. How about I hang back, you go do this, but why don't you be a little bit more careful? I, this this I, sounds like a trap to me. Uh, well, if you think so. I'm, I mean, I'm keen to find out, but if... Yes, yes, I, I think you're right. I, we, we should be careful. Should we go? Absolutely, you lead on. So the two of you collect yourselves. Are you going by uh, tube, or are you going to ha- have a cab bring you there, or h- how do you think they would handle that? 
I think. Oh, it's absolutely going to be the tube. This is fascinating. Yeah. I'm going to mark it on the map, and I'm going to keep track of where we get on and off. Sure. Sure. Okay. So uh, the two of you begin to head your way there, and then from Kensington, the three of you bottle yourself into an auto and uh, head to the address as well. And that is where we will end tonight. Uh, so I want to thank all of our listeners for uh, continuing along with the uh, investigation and the adventure as it is. Uh, we will see you next time when we arrive in Cheapside and we see what is behind this mysterious note.